questions with a little bit of an update from your friends here at Three Bears Inn. My name is Dom, and I believe that it is time to sit down and try to talk out what's been going on with our little show here. Still trying to gather myself, still trying to get my bearings in this new little area that I'm in. So let's just get right down to it. There was a terrible, terrible accident. Well, I mean, everybody knows the reason I was really gone, okay? The real reason why I've been on a little bit of a hiatus. But um, recently, fairly recently, especially when I was starting to get everything ready to go, get everything together to try to get this show back on the road, <clears throat> there was a um, a terrible disaster in the um, in the studio. So a flood happened, and the water fell flooded and just devastated um all the equipment that we had down in the basement in the in the studio so quite a devastating um well maybe that's a problem sorry guys sorry about that jesus still trying to get everything together here so i mean very devastating quite terrible um and of course the baby's here which is great news really really wonderful happened right after the uh, last podcast which was um fun in a way i'll get to the story in a bit but what are we gonna do what's what's gonna happen is the show in danger absolutely the show is in great danger i don't know if this can work um i'm using really old equipment i'm using really um poor equipment from back in the day back in the back before we even really did three beers in um i'm hearing constant like noise and interference in here that might be the microphone that's screwed up like there's there's just so many variables in terms of what could have gone wrong with the equipment that um it's going to be hard for me to get ahead of it and it's going to be hard for me to um because a part of the the whole thing that makes three beers in worth doing is the fact that i could hang my hat on the quality of the show and the integrity of the of the show so if i can't come out here and and put on a at least a decent production then this this might be it for for three beers in especially now with a new responsibility of a baby i mean i'm pretty sure i'd be able to I, i would be able to figure out how to do this with with having a baby and everything because this is a big part of me and a big part of um what i'm about but um at the same time it's um <clears throat> it's really upsetting to to know that uh that everything could have could have been uh, kind of taken away from me just like that for no for no for no reason i mean it just happened the pipe burst and it just so happened to be right above um it just so happened to be right above everything that uh that we need to do the show so what the um delicious barrel aged um beer didn't do to the mixer and to the equipment i mean because now the microphones are involved all the wiring was involved the computer that was down there was involved I'm now running, so now I had to move everything up here to the um, to um, our apartment, and I'm running off of the computer, which is great, you know, because it's a really good computer. It's going to be super fast and be able to work, but I don't know how it's um, going to interact with this mixer that I have here. That's that's pretty shitty, and uh, the fact that I'm hearing this noise in my ear. I don't know. I don't know anything about the levels. I don't know how it's going to sound. So this is kind of um, I'm doing a little bit of a bonus episode. This isn't a full episode of Three Bears In. Um, just going to do maybe a little bit of the story of the birth of the baby and uh, how she's doing and how my wife is doing and how I'm reacting to everything and how life has been. Maybe talk about that. And uh, I'm drinking, of course, I have to drink when I'm on the show. I'm having a Bell's Two-Hearted Ale because that's all that was in the fridge. Like I told you when I went to Target, um, 
So yeah, hopefully if this goes well and it uploads and sounds good, I will try to make my way to Beverage Island and uh, keep this baby going um, because, you know, it's, like I said, a pretty big part of, of my life and I really enjoy interacting with people, d- discussing beer and being a part of this culture and this niche. You know, it's uh, it's something that I enjoy just too much to, to just let it fade away and uh, say that, yeah, I did have a beer podcast once. No, I wanted to, I had a goal in mind. I wanted to achieve something. And I'm going to continue doing it. That's just going to be how it's going to be, you know, like I um, and I'm drawing a lot of inspiration from the people, uh, people around, you know, the um, common roots, for example, you know, they burnt down. But did they quit? No, they kept going. Arya Stark. She killed the Night King. You know, they've the battle for one of oh, spoiler alert. If you don't know by now. So I don't have any beer news or anything like that. I got count. I got a lot of emails, too. And I'm going to make sure and get those ducks in a row and be able to get those um, those questions answered. A lot of outpouring congratulations to me and my new family uh, from the Three Beers in Faithful. And I really, really thank everybody for that. And especially um, a number of you that, that are listeners that I don't even know you guys. You know, you guys have sent um, congratulations. There was just an assumption made because there was no episodes and Ari was, um, you know, at any day now. When it, you know, people are smart out there. They kind of get put two and two together and found out that uh, I've had a baby. So, mm, uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a part of who I am, and this is a part of my identity, and I'm not going to let it go. I'm just not going to let it go gently into the night. I might have to just maybe you scrub the whole mixer thing and the whole big situation here. Maybe just get a Yeti mic and plug it into the USB and... And it's gonna sound. It's not gonna sound fantastic, but um, it's it's gonna work for temporarily, unless this works. If this goes well, like if I upload this and I don't hear the crazy static that's in my ear right now when I listen on the uh, iPhone later, then that's gonna be great. It's gonna be great news, and then the show is gonna probably just go on as normal, you know, um, with the exception of um, maybe having to pause here or there for a crying baby. Right now she's in the other room with Ari in the bedroom, and she's sleeping. She just ate. Yeah, because she runs the show now. She's she's totally in charge. She's really adorable. She's really cute. And um, it's really fantastic. So, I mean, uh, I guess I'll tell you the story about uh, how Isabella May came into this world. Uh, so, I did a podcast. This is the thing. This is the first baby born on a podcast. Not necessarily live, but uh, the story of a baby being born on a podcast uh, to be told I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm just going to continue. So I did the podcast with you guys. I don't remember the beer that I did with you guys. Oh, oh, it was an IPA, and it was a it was a fairly decent IPA if I recall correctly. And when the beer's kind of good, I drink all of the beer. I drank all of the beer. I, you know, drunk texted some friends that I'm going to plan a trip to Cooperstown. Um, came upstairs. I was just so happy, just with Ari. I was talking to her, and just just so wonderfully smitten. It was a very happy drunk. It was really it was just a spectacular evening. And I went to bed, passed out, and um, I'm I'm feeling I feel a nudge on me, and it's just my it's my wife there, and she goes she goes Dom Dom wake up, and I'm like Hey what's up What's going on What's up She's just she's like I think I gotta go to the hospital now. The week before the Friday prior, she did the same thing. She was just like I think I gotta go to the hospital. I think I got something's going on here. I gotta go. So I called out of work, and we kind of find out the guy the the, the OBGYN was like you're in pre labor, so it could be any minute now. 
we were concerned. So I called out of work. Nothing happened, right? Go in on Monday, blah, 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 whatever. So now it's another Friday where she's like, I think I got to the hospital. And I'm like, okay, you know what? If I call out again, they're going to be like, you know, you're starting to do a little bit of a thing here. And I didn't want to get in trouble. So I'm like, all right, all right, let me think, let me think. Now, mind you, I, I just drank all this. I have, there is a an anvil trying to escape from my brain and it's just not getting out and my head is just pounding oh my god it hurts so bad and um she goes let me just go to the bathroom and and then uh you know whatever so the bathroom's right in the bedroom so like she kept the door open and she's talking to me but i'm like half in and half out she goes what if i'm just like peeing and i don't know and i'm like well let's just go to the hospital because you know you know, this is what they have to handle. She just, she didn't want to have to go and be told you're fine, go home. You know, she, she was going to be, uh, you know, feel type of way about that, a little embarrassed. So she goes, what should I do? It, a little bit more came out and I'm like, well, did your water break? And she goes, I don't think so. I thought it'd be a lot more. So I'm like, all right, let me think. Right. And I, and I close my eyes and I really start thinking, I start thinking about my job. I start thinking about how, you know, uh, they're going to be like, this guy called out again, no baby, this is not good. You know, we need some paperwork or something. And I'm thinking about that. And as I'm thinking, I fall asleep, straight up fall asleep. And I just hear her go, Dom. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking, I was thinking. And then she was like, oh my God, I think my water broke. And she gets up and she starts trying to walk around the house to like get things together because we were not prepared at all. The baby was supposed to come two weeks later from the the, the date. She was to come the seventeenth. This was this was April fourth uh, or whatever, or April fifth, whatnot. And um, you know, I didn't have a bag packed. She didn't have her bag packed. We didn't have the car seat in. We had nothing. You know, we were just terribly prepared. We had we got baby's clothes, got the crib up, and everything like that. You know, we we were prepared for her to come home, but we weren't really prepared to go there which was like kind of you know whoops so she's like you gotta pack your bag right now oh my god there's so much coming out and then i'm looking i look down at her and she's wearing like these thick um black sweatpants and she's also wearing um a gray t-shirt my gray t-shirt mind you uh that said drinks well with others you know i'm not an alcoholic by the way i just want to put that out there i'm really not i have a beer show and that's about the extent of it so Drinks well with others, and um, the gray is starting to come dark gray around like her abdomen area, and like if you looked, I was looking really hard at her her pants. She's starting to get like there's just fluid everywhere. I'm like, holy shit, this is it. We gotta go. We have to go now. So she grabs a towel because we got a lease. We ain't gonna get that on the on that uh, lease or anything like that. And um, we 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 head out. We we start we start we start going. And um, the crazy, the funny thing about it is. Um, we, you know, we stop off at my mom and my mom is like, you're having a baby. Oh my gosh. She starts crying and stuff. It's a motherly thing to do. And then she's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And we get in the car and I'm like, I'm driving. My head is just killing me. I'm, I'm like, okay. You know, I, here I am thinking, I don't know why. And I tried to explain this to a couple of buddies of mine and, and some friends that, uh, during the pregnancy for me, at least, like I said, everybody's probably different and has their own thing. But for me, there was a there was a deal of complacency. So for like you know, I'm a guy, duh. You know, I'm, I'm, my body doesn't go through changes. I don't have any hormonal anything's. I kind of just am there, and you know, I'm there along for the ride. So at some point, you know, when you hit like the the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth month, it's kind of just like nothing's going on. You did your sonograms and everything. Now it's just a waiting game. So so you'd get a little like comfortable. So I'm driving the car and I'm like, all right, I'll call out and then uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, it's not even in my head that I'm not going to be going home 
or like without a baby being born. It's not even like remotely in my brain. And of course my head's killing me. And so then I'm like, okay, I'll call in about 30 minutes. Cause I'm sure it's like 5am. I look down, it's like two 40 in the morning. I'm like, Oh my God, it's not even like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, no wonder why my head is killing me. We're driving along. We're trying to get to, to, to see view. I get to old town road in Richmond and uh, we come to a red light. And uh, I said to Ari and now listen, prerequisite, like pre-planned my my wife's in labor you get like a pass to go through every red light you want to you know there the rules don't apply to you anymore because you're kind of in a medical uh, medical emergency right let me get a sip here such a solid beer the bell's too hard if you just you just want to grab a good beer grab that so um so we're at this red light and i look at i look at ari and i'm you know she's She's not in pain, but she's kind of like excited. You know, you could you could tell that like there was a t- not a tension in the air, but you could feel that this something was going on. And I said to her, I was like, "Is this a a red light camera here?" And she's like, "Doesn't matter, just go." I'm like, "No, if it's a red light camera, you know, I'd much rather not get the picture taken and just you know we could wait this out." She's like, "No, forget it, just go." I'm like, "You know what? Fuck it, I'm just going." Boom, take the left hand turn. Now I'm on Old Town Road. I'm driving along, and I don't even remember what we were talking about. All of a sudden, I see flashing lights, and I look in the rearview mirror, and there's a police car right behind me, a police SUV, and I'm like, holy shit, it's the NYPD, and we're getting pulled over right now at the most pinnacle time in our lives, you know, at the, the most important moment of our lives, here we are getting pulled over, and I'm like, I'm like, I was so baffled that the fact that the cops were behind me, I kept driving for a minute, and I was like, holy shit, I have to pull over, or they're gonna, there's gonna be a scene or something, so... I pulled the car to the side and, um, I, I, you know, I put my hands on the, my Tommy Donegan, detective Tommy Donegan always taught me to put your hands up on the, oh, sorry. Did that make a noise when I touched that? To put your hands up on the dashboard. Okay. Sorry about that little technical shit here. Tommy Donegan, great guy, wonderful human being, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. So I put your hands up on the dashboard. So I put my hands up and my, and like Ari is now starting to feel some pain and she turns to me and she goes, literally she says just tell tell them i'm in labor and i'm having a baby and i look at her i'm like what what do you think i'm going to say to them like what what do you what i mean duh but you know what it was a very high tension moment you know it was a very but you know it was just the moment that we were in so of course now the the police officers get out of the car flashlights are out mind you it's friday night friday morning well friday 2 40 2 50 in the morning of course they think i'm drunk and i'm not gonna okay i wasn't drunk but I felt the effects of alcohol. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at right now. So, you know, the, the, it was a female cop on my on my side and a male cop on Ari's side, and they're both approaching at the same time, doing a full pullover because they're thinking this guy's wasted, might become belligerent. Who knows what's going to happen? Let me see your hands, type situations. I got the hands up, and um, the office. I had the window down. The officer uh, leans in and she goes, "Hey, what's uh, what's going on? You know." You all right? Because clearly I violated the law. I went right through the red light. I mean, and I did it slowly too, as if like I didn't make a mistake. I knew what I was doing. And I turned to her and I just go, wife's in labor, water broke, we're going to hospital. And the woman, the, the officer, she goes, oh, oh, okay. Uh, y- you want an escort? And I went, yeah. She goes, all right, let's go. And they ran back to their police vehicle, literally did a sprint. And I thought that was just like crazy because I was like, 
I was like, oh my God, I'm like in an action film or something. Like we're going to go get the bad guys, but no, we're just going to go to the hospital. And they run in and they peel out and they just go flying by me. Now I'm, if you've never driven with me, but those of you that have, I'm not a fast driver. I cruise. I don't go very fast. It's just not in my blood to be, to, to, you know, go pedal to the metal. I don't have a heavy foot at all. My wife, on the other hand, she's got the heaviest foot uh, known to man. Trust me, if she ever steps on your foot, you're going to feel it. So I, I, I'm like, I, I thought about even putting in sport mode. Now, these guys, the, 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 the officers, were, were just, they worked. I mean, I got the wee-woo and the lights and the burp, burp, and the, like the boop, boop thing that the horn thingy makes. I don't know. I, I felt like a fucking toddler in an SUV. You know, just, just, it was like a dream come true, cops and robbers type situation. And I'm following these people. So what normally would be like an eight minute drive to the hospital literally took a minute because just blasting through red lights, we get to the, she goes, go to the maternity. I'm like, fuck that. I'm following the officers to the ER because all I need to do is go to the maternity. And then they think these guys are jerking us around because they didn't check Ari. They were like, all right, let's see the water. You know, they just immediately call to action we got to go to the hospital which was just it was a it was a surreal thing now looking back on it because like at, at the time it was just so fast so we get there and we we i get ari into the into the er um the officers follow us in just kind of like make sure that like okay she she did have a, her water break or whatever she's definitely going up you could see you could there's no hiding it like she was just soaked and um they get her in a wheelchair and they ship her up and out. And uh, I thanked the officers. And then I went and parked the car. And then I, you know, found my way up to the maternity uh, area where they were going to do labor and delivery and whatnot. And uh, Ari was in the intake area doing the insurances and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there. And this is when it hit me. I said, holy shit. We're not, go- we're not going home. I'm not going to be home for a while. This is, this is it. This is like the moment. Now, it was pretty cool because that was a culmination of just all the the waiting and all of the knowing like that it was inevitably going to come. And then here it is. Here we are. So there's a little bit of an excitement. And I was like, wow, great. This is it. This is wonderful. And um, then the process began. We got into the room. Ari laid down and uh, begin the labor. And 19 hours later, uh, Isabella was, was born. So... Uh, I, you know, people have uh, asked me how I feel and everything. Well, let me let me start off by saying this. You know, there's a lot of people who have told me what it feels like. They're like, it's indescribable. You know, life will never be the same, blah, 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 blah. And um, when you hear someone say that and you don't go through it, you're kind of just like, okay, I get it. Sure, that's going to be, you know, indescribable and yada, yada. But until you actually go through it, um, you cannot um, describe it to somebody. You really can't describe it to somebody. It was the worst and best 19 hours of my life. If you could even like put 19 hours into a, into a synopsis and whatnot, because it's just, you're, I'm constantly worrying about Ari, my wife, constantly worrying about her and constantly worrying about everything going well with the delivery and stuff like that. Because for, for a while it was kind of like, you know, you know, slow, blah, blah, blah. You know, things aren't working. We got to try this medicine. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We got, and then I got to the point where, you know, it, it started getting dangerous for the baby to still be in the situation she was in. And that's when they decided to do the cesarean section. But there was a period of about an hour and a half to two hours where there was just like this waiting game of like contractions and the baby's heart rate dropping fairly low. Like we're talking like going from like the 140s. The lowest I saw it was like 59. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was just so stressful, just com- completely sick with worry. 
And then when they finally came in and they were like, we're going to be doing the cesarean section. The baby should be here in the next 30 minutes. That was the, it was the biggest relief. I mean, of course, for for like Ari, you know, she, we, we look back on it now and she says that she missed out on seeing the baby because like she was zonked out at the end of it and everything like that. And, um, and, and I get that, but it was just such a relief to know that this was the end. That was it. They were going to get the baby out. Um, and, and then we were going to be done with it. You know, let me get a sip here. The longest, like 20 minutes of my life was the, them prepping her for the cesarean. Okay. Also, I want to touch on this real quick. You're hearing babies get born around you like as you're waiting for your baby to come out you hear like you can do this come on push this is it and you hear mothers being like i can't you hear like i think one doctor was like look at me in the fucking eyes you can do this it was like so intense man and then you hear like everyone just cheer like everyone who whoever was in the room for that just cheering and like just a celebration and every time i wanted to cry this is the for the 19 hours that I was just waiting, I wanted to like cry so much because I'm a very emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I don't care. It's just who I am, you know, cry at every movie, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it was just, there was so much worry and just so much like anguish, just like, just get this over with. And then finally the baby came out and, um, it was just incredible to, to hold her for the first time. It's just indescribable. It really and truly is indescribable. And to to people who who have gone through it, I get it. And people who are going to go through it, you're going to see when you do. It's just the that's the only way you can put. It. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, my uh, my godson's father, and he's just like, tell me how it felt. You know, I know. And I was like, listen, I know exactly. You know exactly how it felt. You know, there's no, there's no like, um, you can't put it into words. It's really really hard to 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 describe because you know I don't know it was crazier it was like even more like emotional than my own wedding which was which was great you know but like even with the wedding you have so much like build up in terms of the planning and stuff like that you kind of what the wedding is kind of gets lost in the translation I want to say and it kind of becomes a day of just I don't know a show or something but with this it's just there's there's no there's nothing to compare it to there's nothing to to say, yeah, that's what it's like. So that was really fucking awesome. All right, hang on one second. So one of the really cool things about um, being up here, well, I got a very noisy chair. That's one thing that has to be addressed. But one of the cool things about being up here is I got an air conditioner in this room. So if it gets a little too warm, I could just... Uh, Oh, that's good. Pop that on. I poured a little heavy there because I try to do it close to the, the thing. Um, I could pause it and pop it on and cool down the room a little bit, and then I could just run to the fridge and get another beer. So that's really interesting. Uh, really cool about being up here in the apartment. Um, another thing too is the bathroom really close. I mean, it just puts a damper on you know having guests and stuff like that. But I haven't had guests in a while anyway, so. So now, uh, baby's born. Cool. Ari goes into recovery. Very nice. Uh, we, 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 the baby's being transferred from like the, um, maternity ward to like, uh, the nursery and we had to go through the waiting area. So if there was family and friends there, 
And there was a big like, whoa, look at her baby, wow. And everyone's looking at her and giving me hugs. And that's when I cried a little bit because it was just overwhelming of emotions, just to, to totally overwhelming. And we're just, you know, many hours in, you know, no sleep or anything like that. You know, had a really shitty burger um, at one point and some donuts that Dom brought. So um, the baby then goes to the nursery and like the baby, I escorted the baby to the nursery and then they were like, okay, you got to go now. We'll, we'll call you later. Uh, love you. Bye. And uh, I left and I went back to the family and friends, hugs and kisses. Yeah, you know, at that point, I was just kind of like giving, giving people the wow of it all. And, and cesarean section, that was intense. I'll tell you that much right now. I mean, I've never been in the room for one of those. But uh, when I walked in, you know, they had the um, they had the veil up and uh, Ari was like strapped down. All I could see was like Ari's like head and up to like her upper chest area and <clears throat> there's like five I saw five doctors standing over Ari and then they they went to work and you just hear this was the most incredible part of the whole thing no 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 let me not say the most incredible part the birth you know having a baby was pretty darn incredible but what was really up there was hearing these doctors talk to each other and like and like you hear them making decisions real time you hear them discussing what's going on in real time you know, you hear them naming parts of the anatomy as they go along. Because I think the, the residents were learning. And, and the, of course, her doctor was there um, doing it and, and, and talking them through it and stuff like that. And it was just like, it was just unbelievable to, to hear um, these doctors work. Because, you know, it you, you don't really get to see physicians working in that type of setting and that type of high intense uh, technical and and very very precise uh, manner. Um, usually, like when a doctor talks to you, they got to dumb it down a little bit to tell you what's going on. You know, like your hip is broken. You know, they don't tell you like, you know, the connective tissues and the names of like the thousands of things that are in your hip that's broken. And uh, you know, so that was just fucking awesome to hear. And then another thing too, you know, all those shows like Grey's Anatomy and what maybe not ER that was pretty. They don't just stand there and talk about what they had for fucking lunch. These doctors were working. Like, all of a sudden, I just see Ari's body, like, moving a lot, right? And I look down at the, her OBGYN, like, the head doctor. I look down at his foot, because his foot was kind of, like, by my foot, because I'm sitting right by Ari's head. And I see this guy driving his foot into the ground like he's trying to jump. Like, I mean, and he's grunting. Like, th they were working fucking hard. I know for, I don't think I was physic. I would be physically fit enough to do a cesarean section like these people were working. I mean, they were digging in. And then I saw some blood just hit the floor. And I was like, oh my God, I was really in there. And, then, and it was it was pretty nerve-wracking. There your wife is just being operated on right in front of you. And that's nervous. That's very, you're very nervous about that too. So I'm looking at her numbers right there. Because there's nothing I could do but just look at her. And look up at the numbers, and the anesthesiologist was there, and she was just like, hey, this is great. And I'm like, okay. And it was just, just crazy. And then they were like, all right, have a look, Dad. And I stand up, and they pulled the baby out. I looked at the baby real quick. As she's coming out, her arms are wide open, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm out. And then I sat back down, and they put her in that – they went in the corner, and they put her in that little baby thingy with a – I guess it weighs them and stuff like that. And I'm watching the baby like move and stuff. And like Ari's there. And it was just this surreal moment of like, wow, there she is. Holy shit. It's, it's happened. The baby's out. We're done. We could, we could probably just now just chill out a little bit. And, um, 
then Ari like really started feeling a lot of pressure and started screaming and stuff. And then the anesthesiologist was like warned her twice, like to stop making so much noise because you're going to distract the surgeons and the doctors. And, uh, she couldn't. So the, the anesthesiologist knocked her out, just gave her some of the propofol or whatever, the Michael Jackson drug. And she was just out cold, like totally gone. And, uh, they were like, well, you, you want to go see the baby? Cause she's out. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, cause it was really nothing I could do for Ari at that point. She was done just completely asleep. So I go over to the baby and, and there she is just like, you know, at the time she was crying. Like she was going like, eh, like, like really begrudgingly trying to cry. And they thought like she had maybe a lot of um, fluids. So they're trying to, you know, get the fluids out and stuff. And she's just going like, eh, you know, really lazy cry. Later on, we found out that, that she had something with her, her, um, her voice box, larynx thing situation, and she had to go to the NICU and stuff. So, um, but at the time, you know, you're just, you know, you know, you don't know what you're thinking. You're just for the first time, I'm looking at this baby. That's my daughter, my, my baby. And it's just like, so crazy to, to even, you know, it's, you can't describe it. I'm just standing there just speechless, you know, and she's not speechless. She's just going, Meh. and like, I was like, well, that's great. And, um, then, like, I took a moment to, like, okay, I'm on the other side of the curtain. Let me go look over there. And I was like, oh, God. It was, oh, my Jesus Christ. There was, oh, the blood, the blood. Let me just tell you a little bit about the blood. There was a lot of blood, okay? I mean, I've seen birth before. I worked in a labor delivery for for a while. And um, the first time I ever saw it, I thought, how does a woman survive this? Now, with the surgery, you know, oh, yeah, there was they were cauterizing stuff. Ari smelt the burning of her own flesh, which was pretty intense. I was just like, oh my God, look at all that blood. There was just blood everywhere. Blood, there's, they're just putting gauze, they're pulling gauzes out that are just bright red with blood. And I got, and I, I didn't faint or anything. I mean, I didn't feel faint or anything like that, but they didn't want me to look for sure. I definitely wanted to watch the surgery happen, you know, but they didn't take the chance because if I fainted in that room, they're shutting that room down until I wake up. There's no getting me up and out of that room, you know, that's just not going to happen. So. So then, um, you know, baby's presented, uh, you know, she goes to the nursery. Ari gets in the recovery room. I get to go to see Ari in the recovery room. I'm giving her kisses and I'm like, I love you. You've done it. You're my love. You know, the typical YouTube stuff. And um, then a doctor comes in. She's like, hey, just want to let you know that your daughter uh, is experiencing some difficulty breathing and we're going to put her in the NICU and we want to do some tests. We want to do an x-ray, check her lungs, blah, blah, blah. And she's the doctor basically asked me if that was okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Not even thinking that this was the first like decision I made for a human being as a, as a parent without even consulting my wife, by the way, you know, cause she was passed out. So I figured this is me. I'm in charge. This is my child. And what am I going to say? No, no treatment. The baby will survive on the road. No, of course, you know, but it was pretty cool to make that decision and stuff like that. So, Then they were like, you want to go see the baby in the NICU? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, she's there. And Ari was like, I don't want her to be alone there. And I, and I get where she's coming from. I mean, she's a mom. And she hadn't really seen her yet. They presented the baby to her, but she was coming out of the the Michael Jackson coma. And she wasn't really able to to see the baby. She's like, there's a, I took a video of her talking to the baby and she doesn't remember it. So she's really heartbroken about that. And um, since she had the C-section, she wasn't able to get up to go to the NICU to see the baby. And the baby's not allowed to leave the, the NICU. So for two days, Ari never never saw our daughter. So it was really, really um, bad. So the first time I stepped into the NICU, like you immediately have to wash your hands 
up to your elbows with a surgical scrub. When I thought I was, I was like, whoa, I did not expect that. You have to leave like you have to put your cell phone, your wedding ring, anything you're wearing in like a bag and put it in your pocket. Very, very super sterile area. So uh, now, again, not alarming, but just like, okay, this is an extra step. Wow. And um, then I go in that in the back and to where she is and she's she got a feeding tube in and she had like this giant nose tube thing in where both her nostrils were attached. She was tied, like not, not tied down, but she wasn't moving. She was like passed out. She was dead asleep. And, um, you know, it was it was not something, you know, I told Ari about it later on. I was like, I'm really glad that you didn't get to see her like that because it was pretty um, it was it wasn't pretty. It wasn't a nice thing to see. And then, like, I looked around and there were some other babies in the NICU. And, you know, I don't want to be nosy or anything like that. But there was like one baby that was like completely on his back and like strapped down with like a breathing tube in and. I just felt so bad. Like, I just felt so, I don't know. It's so hard to describe, man. It just, my whole heart just broke. And then I looked at at Izzy and I was like, okay, you're here. You're all right, right? You know? And I couldn't touch her or anything like that. Um, so it was, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. But, um, you know, they, they did their tests. They did the evaluations and stuff. They never had to do IV access because that was like a big deal. They were like, if we do an IV access, she can't leave for 48 hours after the IV is put in, after 24 hours, after the first time she's there. And I'm like, that's a lot of rules. And I don't even know what you just said, but I trust everything that you're doing. They were very thorough. Every question we had was answered promptly. And then uh, in a matter of three days, uh, we were out of there. And then we're home here. And um, uh, to talk about what life is like here at home... I I kind of been saying to people I feel like I'm in a casino but there are clocks but I still have no track of any time I don't know like what anything is for the first two weeks um, I didn't have a meal I was just eating whatever I can get my hands on but life with a baby is not that bad you know I I mean that being that I'm off from work I got a pretty good deal uh, from the state um, where I could be off for a little while and uh, take full advantage of it and I I'm, I'm going to see what happens when we get back to work and stuff like that. But I'm trying to, I'm doing good. We're doing good. We're having a good time. Right now, um, we're in a situation where I kind of am up all night with the baby and Ari sleeps. And then I sleep during the day. And then Ari's with the baby during the day. We want to get out of that. We want to get back to like a normal sleeping, somewhat normal sleeping thing where we're at least all together as a family. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. I've watched so many shows. It's been great. And, um, you know, here we are. And uh, then then the flood happened, which was really rough because uh in the last week last two weeks rather well you know building up as as time went on i said to harry it's like you know i really like to get a podcast in you know because we're getting our routines down we're figuring out how the baby works and how she reacts to us and stuff and i said i really want to try to get a podcast in i want to start getting that going again you know i'm gonna make a trip to beverage we had, we had a plan we were all gonna go to beverage island together as a family because you know my family supports my addiction to alcohol and um we were going to, you know, it was going to be fine. But then the flood happened and, um, you know, it was just, it was like, oh man, it was just really devastating to see everything that, like, it was a big, it's a, like I said, it's a big part of my life. And then it was just fucking destroyed. And, um, you know, I, I just hope that we can uh, continue on, but I'm going to, I'm going to cut this, uh, 
now i'm gonna uh and i'm going to tell you all thank you all for listening again thank you all for your for your love and support and thank you for your congratulations uh i'm gonna get back to trying to get that beer news out there and getting your questions answered and and getting back to what three beers in is all about so i really hope that this episode finds you well i hope it doesn't sound like shit and if it doesn't that's really great news we could probably do a podcast from right up here in this uh, in this apartment so I really hope you guys have a great week, and um, thanks for listening as always. I have a really noisy keyboard up here because apparently, for nerds, like having a noisy keyboard is like the the thing to to have. I don't know, but anyway, I want to thank you all for listening, and uh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna see if I can catch you all next week. But uh, let's let's keep this going, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great week. <laughs>